Struggling with obesity is often a lifelong battle for most clients I meet. I have heard stories upon stories of their earliest memory is being taken to Weight Watchers at the age of 10 or 11. This is often when the quote-unquote diet cycle begins for many of my clients. It is very rare that I see someone who has never dieted or changed their eating habits in the past. Often it's a lifelong roller coaster of diet, binge, restrict, diet, binge, restrict. You know the cycle. The people who surround you are important as they are your confidence, source of motivation and inspiration. Sometimes these people aren't those positive influences that you wish they were and you may find it difficult to broach this topic of weight loss surgery or even when you are struggling with weight regain after having had bariatric surgery. Coming into the holiday season, this is when many families and extended families are intending to catch up over the coming months. I thought that this would be a great time to chat about this topic, to arm you with some words of affirmation or responses when those that are supposed to be your greatest support either undermine your efforts or flat out try to sabotage you. Let's discuss some strategies to navigate the sensitive topic with your family and friends. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Soraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. Bariatric or weight loss surgery is life-changing. The surgery itself and the follow-up required to ensure that you are healthy after the fact would definitely not have been a decision that you have taken lightly. You would have carefully thought about the pros, the cons, and questioned whether you could even do it yourself. You might have even had a last-ditch effort to diet to try to lose the weight without the surgery. We discovered in episode one and two that the body fights against weight loss. It cannot tell the difference whether you are starving or dieting. Therefore, it makes you reach for energy dense foods in either of those situations. From this, we jump back into the diet cycle. You have that lapse where you have that quote unquote energy dense food and the body's like, you're welcome. You are alive. But If you have decided to have the surgery, all of these factors come into play and you now know that you've done all of these diets that haven't worked for you. You've killed yourself at the gym. That hasn't worked for you. You have struggled with this for the last 10, 15, 20, 25 years of your life that you have lost your energy and your ability to show up as your best self because you are constantly concerned about your health and how sometimes other people are focused on your weight and you are concerned about your weight because you know that you want to be healthy. You know that you want to reduce your risk of these conditions, manage your sugar levels, manage your cholesterol, manage your blood pressure. There is a lot tied in with carrying extra weight and you have tried everything you can. So the surgery itself was definitely not the first thing you thought of when you were making that decision. I want to get healthy. So this also goes 
the other way. You might have struggled with managing a medical condition, such as diabetes, for example, but your sugars kept going up and up and up, and no matter what medication or what drug you tried, injection, orally, diet, exercise, nothing worked. But weight loss surgery works to keep the weight off and keep it off long term. Unfortunately, the people in your support team, be it your partner, your friends, your family, your co-workers, or even your supervisor or boss, they may not understand the amount of effort or time that you have struggled through agonizing over these decisions, thinking about food all the time, getting to the gym at 5am in the morning and then going at night for a walk. And you might have exercised to the point of injury. Your mental health has suffered for it. You weigh yourself every day with the same frustration as the day before. So I hope that I'm talking to the converted here, but we know that obesity is a multifactorial disease. Diet and exercise are only one piece of the puzzle. You can't change your genes. You can always somewhat modify your environment, but you can't always change your environment, stress, hormones, the works. So a common sticking point for anyone that has had weight loss surgery is, who do I tell about having the procedure? Who should I bring to my appointments or not bring to my appointments? Will they be on the same page as me? How and should I tell my friends, my co-workers, my boss or family after the procedure? Should I tell them before or after? How do I tell my children? I don't want to start eating issues with them, especially if they're vulnerable, being either a female or going through puberty in those teenage years. And how should I tell them? Do I need to tell the same story to everyone? Here's the thing. You can choose who you tell and who you don't tell. That is your choice and it is your boundary. Some clients that I see tell everyone. They're quite extroverted in that way. They have support pages on Instagram or Facebook that help other bariatric clients online. And I love to see that because it is a good support to see people doing what you want to do. It has motivation and it helps you look up to them and helps you get ideas from them. However, I've seen them also cop hate from the ones nearest to them, which isn't supportive at all. I've also had many patients that are what we call secret sleevers or don't tell them that I'm a dietitian that helped them out of fear that that person may figure out that they had the surgery. Similarly, I've had clients refer to me, but obviously keeping in patient confidentiality, I don't disclose anything to anyone who has or hasn't had surgery. Again, not my place. And it's my role as a health practitioner to help that individual and not tell you what John Smith did to lose his weight. It's tough. I get it. It's agonizing to decide whether to do it, whether to not tell, but ultimately it's up to you. I can tell you that by telling these people about your surgery, they may help you in regard to support. And what I mean by support is listening to you and being there for you, being able to watch the kids or help you with chores so that you can go out and exercise. Hopefully that would be a partner so that you can work together and you can exercise and they can watch the kids and vice versa. They may be able to empathize with you on your journey and the struggles and how hard it is. They might be open to eating healthy around you or helping you find new high protein products at the supermarket. They may also not keep those treat foods or junk foods in the house or pressure you to eat at restaurants where you don't feel comfortable. I've even had patients, partners, love their partner having the surgery because they get to eat the leftovers when their partner orders an entree. So they get to try different foods. So support comes in many forms and shapes and sizes. But ultimately, 
these people who support you will keep you on track with your new lifestyle. So how do you let someone know that you've had the surgery? Again, it's your choice. However, if you have decided to tell someone, here are some things to keep in mind. I'd recommend that you be open and honest. Tell them that you've decided to have this procedure to improve your health. For example, I have certain medical conditions and I am at risk of type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. My risk of these in the future would be greatly reduced if I had weight loss surgery and if I kept the weight off. Number two, make it clear that this is your decision. You aren't asking them for their opinion or for them to talk you out of it. You are informing them that I had this done for XYZ and I have done thorough research. That way, if you know this person may not be on your side, being more confident in your approach will dissuade them from trying to talk you out of it. Again, it depends on whether you want to tell them. You might find that telling people after the fact is a better strategy as you don't need negativity while you're preparing for the surgery itself. Similarly, you might find that telling someone before the procedure may be helpful when you're struggling on that pre-op diet. Ultimately, I cannot tell you what to do or what not to do, but usually we all have a sense of intuition as to whether someone will be supportive or not. Some ways that this might come up in conversation would be like I am having or have had a gastric sleeve or bypass procedure. I have worked with my medical team to prepare or are working through the process of the different diet stages after the surgery. I've changed my diet and lifestyle to support the surgery and I'd really love for your support. This decision has been one of the hardest yet best decisions I have made in regards to my health. The above strategies may work for your friends or family. However, what about your work? What about your colleagues? Consider in confidence telling your boss or supervisor that you are thinking of or have booked the surgery. Now, this may help you in regard to attending medical or dietitian appointments and them understanding on days when you are struggling and not being able to work 100% because of the surgery. It may also, unfortunately, have a double-edged sword, as you might feel like they might judge you from pure misinformation about obesity or the usual office gossip. One way to get around this is if you don't feel like telling them the whole story is to tell a little white lie, such as you're having a gallbladder removal or a hernia surgery. Now, a gallbladder removal doesn't require the post-op diet, but it does need usually two weeks recovery. And same for the hernia. So if you have a hernia operation, depending on the type of hernia or stomach surgery, there is a stomach surgery where they use it to cure reflux, that does need a post-op diet modification. So that makes it a little bit more foolproof and sort of puts a band-aid over it actually being weight loss surgery if you don't feel comfortable telling them. If you think that your co-workers are going to watch your every move, breathe down your neck, waiting for you to slip up, maybe it's not the right idea to tell them. However, if you have a supportive group of co-workers that will help you on your journey, then they might be the ones to inform. So keep them in your corner. I hope you've been enjoying the episode. I wanted to take a moment to let you know about my free three-day meal plan with recipes to get you started taking control of the weight regain. Head to the link in the show notes to access it. Now, let's get back to the episode. 
One thing else I wanted to touch on is rebutting these unhelpful comments where people might say weight loss surgery is the easy way out or just diet and exercise. It's not that hard. I hear a lot, even in my circles, that quote unquote weight loss surgery is the easy way out when I inform someone of what I do. Often it's purely misinformation, but it baffles me how people can think weight loss surgery is easy. It is probably the hardest, most life-changing endeavors that anyone could choose to go on. In the theme of managing these sensitive conversations, it may also be helpful to outline the surgery, the preparations, the side effects, the post-op diet, and ongoing lifestyle changes to this person. You might also want to mention that you have to take lifelong vitamins and get lifelong blood tests. What of that is easy? Outline that surgery is not a quick fix. It's a lifelong process of managing obesity, which is a chronic condition. You could outline that you need to take those supplements lifelong. You might have to adjust those supplements with a health professional. You always need to focus on your nutrition, on your hydration. You always need to make sure you're drinking enough fluids, managing your bowels. Sometimes you might get nausea or vomiting or reflux. There are so many things that happen and need to be managed with weight loss surgery. I would definitely argue that just saying that alone is the number one reason as to why weight loss surgery is definitely not the easy way out. Some ways to handle that comment that weight loss surgery is the easy way out is to say, I quote, as a matter of fact, the surgery is just a tool to support me with making healthy choices. I still get to choose what and how to eat. Therefore, I will need to be committed to making healthy choices when it comes to eating and exercising. Another way to speak about this is I don't believe it will be easy. There's a strict medical process with dietary and lifestyle changes that are lifelong. It will be hard, but being healthy using the surgery as a tool will help me do so. Another one is if losing and keeping the weight off was easy, I would have done it already. It will take me about one to two years to lose the weight and then I will continue to make healthy choices for life to keep the weight off. From this, it is clear that you need to be committed to the process and anyone who has had weight loss surgery will tell you that it's not easy. The mental battle is more challenging, in my opinion, where you actually have to be that behavioral change where the physical part of the body does say that you can't have more, but mentally you want more. So this causes a huge change and a battle for you to keep those good behaviors to continue the success. Another comment that you might come across is just diet and exercise, quote unquote. Some rebuttals for you to help with that comment might be, I have tried dieting and exercising for over insert how many years, and have been unable to maintain a healthy weight. My medical team and I believe that weight loss surgery will help me improve my health and future risk of medical conditions. I've been overweight since I was how many years old? I've tried everything. This is the best chance I've got at resetting my metabolism to help me shift this excess weight. You might also get the argument that weight loss surgery isn't healthy. You could also say, Weight loss surgery is often lower in mortality and morbidity than some of the more commonly performed surgeries. I have a good team behind me and I'm committed to the surgery and management after the fact. 
or having the surgery now will reduce the risk of chronic diseases in the future. I am conscious of the fact that mum and dad died from type 2 diabetes or a heart attack. So really, you are putting yourself in a proactive approach to rebut them and give them the facts of part of the reasons as to why you're having weight loss surgery. So we've discussed a bit. Now, some of your closest circle who either know or suspect that you have had weight loss surgery might pass judgment. I've come up with some strategies to help bring it up in conversation to keep your secret of having weight loss surgery. Remember, it's always your choice whether you choose to inform or not. So one of these ways to say this are, I've lost 20 kilos over the last year working with my dietitian. My dietitian and I have worked together for the last 18 months to achieve this weight loss. Unfortunately, she's not available for new clients. My dietitian has me on a high-protein, low-carbohydrate diet, which my body seems to really like. Protein keeps me full. Sorry, I can't finish that plate of food. Did you know that eating and drinking at the same time decreases your stomach acid? This then makes it harder to digest the food. My tummy doesn't really agree with drinking at mealtimes, which is why I choose not to have a drink with my meal. Wow, thanks. It feels great to have someone notice my weight loss. How have you been going? That one really detracts it and says, hey, let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you. And the last one, sorry, I don't want to discuss my diet in this situation. Can we chat about something else, please? So really what I'm doing there is you're informing them or acknowledging that, yes, you have made a change, but no, we're not discussing it. Or, yes, I've made the change, but these are the reasons why. So you're not lying, you're more redirecting, which is ultimately, again, a boundary that you can hold. So we've discussed whether to tell your circle of friends about your surgery or not, how you can tell them, and rebuttals when they might try to put you down. We haven't been able to discuss this in terms of weight regain. So I've wanted to run through this now. If you have struggled with weight regain, some people might pass judgment that you have quote-unquote failed, had the surgery and put the weight back on, or start nasty gossip that would be quite negative that I don't want to speak about or go into what other people might say. You might find it helpful to ignore those people or those comments when you're at those gatherings this holiday season, or they might be trying to sabotage you and force you to eat foods to make you feel sick. I know there are some really not nice people around, so if you've found yourself in that situation, you might find these affirmations helpful. I have been working hard on keeping the weight off since my surgery. The surgery is a tool, but ultimately I keep it on track. I have struggled in the last how many months, but I'm working on it. Can we please not discuss my weight? Another one could be, thanks for offering, insert the holiday food that'll make you feel sick. My dietitian and I have worked together to start optimizing my diet. I can eat some indulgences, but ultimately I would prefer to eat a higher protein diet as this is what makes me feel good. If you have a small portion at a meal, you might often get that comment where, oh, is there something wrong with the meal? You could say this, thank you so much for this meal. It is delicious. I'm really full from the previous meal or course of food. I appreciate you offering me more, but I'll have to pass today or in terms of drinks, sorry, bubbly drinks or alcohol don't agree with me. I'd love a glass of water with a dash of cordial or fruit juice instead, thank you. Another one is when I eat well, exercise and get enough rest, I feel great. I'm going to pass today on that meal, but thank you for the offer. This one can work in a myriad of situations. The better I care for my body, 
the better my body performs. I take care of my body because it's my responsibility too. I don't feel like having this food today and just put in what the food is. Can I please take some home for tomorrow? All of these affirmations will have your own personal touch with it. We've touched on several different strategies to manage these sensitive topics with your loved ones over the holiday season. I have placed the quotes and the ideas of how to structure these conversations in the show notes to make it easy for you to access and refer to over the holidays. I hope you have a fantastic holiday season and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. And reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye.